0: along to another show it's the time of year when people start to reflect on things that they were going to do throughout the year and maybe what they're going to try and achieve for next year and I'm exactly the same um, at the start of this year I decided that I'd like to shoot a lot more film and I did achieve that I think I shot about 12 or 13 rolls so far this year which kind of equates to one roll a month which probably for the type of shooting that I do anyway um, it's probably pretty good actually at times I found it um, a frustrating experience but also a rewarding experience as well I was trying to do a project through most of the summer of um, hidden places in London and I shot quite a lot of that on black-and-white film and color now the black and white I Finally decided that my favorite um, stock for that was Kodak's T-Max 400 and That worked out quite well for the project, but trying to find something in the color um, Was quite difficult I tried um Pro Image 100 which although was okay I wasn't that happy with Um, also I used some expired Vista Poundland film um, which was okay and to be honest I'm not a great lover of colour anyway so it's been quite difficult to actually pin down um, a colour film stock that I've actually liked and maybe next year that will be the challenge to find a, a color film stock that I actually like and that I'll um, be willing to use on a semi-permanent basis. One other frustration I've had using film is that I don't have a lot of film stocks actually indoors. Um, at present I've probably just got one roll of um, I think it's kept me a 400 and maybe a couple of rolls of the Vista 200 um, still knocking about indoors, and a typical example is last weekend I decided late in the day that I was going to go out and shoot some uh, images um, late in the evening. But the film stock that I probably would have needed for that was either you know, probably something in the 1600 to 3200 range, and as I didn't have it indoors, it meant that I would need to get to a camera shop hopefully might have had it in stock but the area that I wanted to go and shoot in didn't have any camera shops so it would have meant a trip out to somewhere where the camera shops were and in the end it was just, this is too much falava, it's just easier to pick up my digital camera and go and shoot the images on a digital camera which is what I ended up doing Um, now I know a lot of people have a You know, quite a big build up of film stock it's just one thing that I've never done even back in the day when I was shooting film I always just bought film as and when I needed it and I'm still kind of in that mindset for it Um, maybe things will change but I find it also difficult to know what film stock I actually want to use, I mean like I said the T-Max 400 is stock that I really do like shooting on and to keep finding different ones means more experimentation and sometimes I can be a little bit precious with the way my images end up looking and if they don't come out the way that I like because I've used a particular film stock um, I get quite depressed about that another thing that I wanted to achieve this year was to actually produce a physical scene Uh, but I never actually got around to that for reasons that I didn't really think that some of the images that I had were good enough to go in and also I couldn't really get with the images that I had I couldn't really get a decent what I felt was a decent story to run through the whole thing even if it only had been I don't know maybe 10 or 15 images my hidden london project i shot a lot in black and white but i also shot some in color but it would have made a good scene but i felt as though mixing black and white and color just was a little off it wouldn't it wouldn't really work um so that went by the wayside but maybe next year that'll be something i'll concentrate on more and maybe actually physically shoot getting some sort of scene put together rather than just shooting a collection of images and hoping that they um, will fit together one thing that I never thought that I'd actually be doing this year would be a podcast and it was always something that I'd had thought about doing but on different subjects of actual when I done my hiking and backpacking stuff Um, but obviously after hearing stuff like the negative, positive um, film photography podcast and Matt Melcher's box of cameras and also um, John Gregory's A Light in the Dark and then hearing about the Anchor podcasting um, app I thought, well, yeah, actually, that's made things a lot easier to actually podcast, because back in the day, you'd need stuff like, you know, um, Zoom um, recording equipment, decent microphones, stuff like that. I mean, now, although I don't record this on my phone, I still just record it on a little recordable MP3 player and just basically use the headphones that came with my phone because they've got a microphone on it. Um, It's a very scaled back operation and the equipment needed is quite basic as well. So, yeah, getting uh, a podcast up and running is now quite simple. So for anyone who wants to try it, it's not difficult at all now. And like I say, the people that I mentioned, it was because of hearing their podcast that I actually thought, well maybe I'll give it a go and there are some listeners out there so I guess that's a good thing and something that like I say I never expected to be doing one of the frustrating things about shooting film has been the fact that I have to send them away to get the next processed and maybe wait a week to get them returned then have to scan them or digitalise them to get them um, onto my computer so I can then use them on places like Instagram Flickr or Facebook and although it is a frustration I still there's no um, possible way that I could actually have a dark room or even anywhere to actually process um, films for many reasons really um, the biggest two being that I really don't have the room and I know that you don't need a lot of room just to process film but I just don't really don't have the room for that Plus also I do tend to work long hours and um, my actual free time is quite limited and most of the time (coughs) that I do have I'd rather be spending with my family than locked in a room trying to process films I mean maybe one day I will get around to setting up some small um, kind of dark room or area that I can process films but at present it's just not viable but I have thought of a way of possibly moving forward with that for next year which I will talk about in the next segment which is what I hope to be doing for next year welcome back so the idea for continuing to shoot film but not needing to send it away to have it processed is to shoot instant film now I already have a Instax wide camera Um, it's the 300 model so I think I will be shooting quite a bit on that this coming year and I also have an old Polaroid 1000 um, one step I think they used to call it which I haven't actually tried out I've had it for about six or seven months But as it takes the old 600 type film with the battery in it I never actually got around to buying um, a pack of film for it because of it being so expensive compared with the Fuji's because um, basically with the Fuji Instax wide I can get roughly 20 shots for the same price as 8 shots for the Polaroid so yeah that's it I think I'm going to be shooting more Instax next next year and see how that works out it it gives me the instant gratification of getting the prints back and in all honesty the cost of Instax film is roughly about the same that it's costing me to have one roll of film um, sent away and developed and the cost of buying that film as well I know Instax packs normally come in 20 and obviously a roll of film would be mainly 36 but the cost is pretty much similar so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens shooting in mainly Instax all next year I also will have the chance to use the Instax minis um, but I must admit I'm not a great lover of that actual size format and there also is the problem of how do i get the images into a digital form which i'm assuming um, just scanning them will work with the little scanner that i've got and i've said it before it's okay um, for scanning documents and stuff and maybe the odd photo but it's never been that great for scanning film so it's a case of trying it and see see what happens but it's something to look forward to and it's another way of shooting film without shooting film if you know what I mean. I mean I probably will still put the odd roll of film 35mm through um, my cameras at some point but yeah it'll be interesting to see how things go. Well I think that wraps everything up for this particular episode Um, I don't imagine there will be another one before the new year So I'd just like to say I hope everyone has a happy holiday And uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year Thanks to all the people that have subscribed to the past 13 or 14 episodes And if you are enjoying this please do subscribe Um, If you wish to contact me you can always contact me through The Anchor voice app, or you can leave me an email at on the streets at talktalk.net. You can see my images on Instagram at Flanier with a camera, or anything to do with the podcast will be at on the streets podcast on Instagram. Oh, and one little thing before I go I've noticed that Everybody Street, the street photography documentary is now available on YouTube um, and it's free to stream the documentary features people like Bruce Davidson Bruce Gilden, Joel Meyerowitz, Gus Powell and um, a lot of other well known street photographers so if street photography is your thing and you're interested in it, it can now be seen on YouTube anyway once again thanks very much and Bye for now.